Hey, we're back. It's the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon Podcast. Thanks for listening to this 66th episode here in the first week of December. We have, uh, haven't recorded in a while, so as usual... It's been a few weeks. When it's been like now, this, we so. got a lot to catch up on, including today... We've got... That was uh, my throw to you. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I picked that up a couple seconds later. So, Daredevil Season 3. We're talking about belatedly. We finally... Oh, well, you finished it a while ago. You. I finally finished it. We collectively have finally... So, we figured, you know what? Let's give a brief spoiler review on Daredevil Season 3. Now that it's been canceled. Especially with the news that has been canceled. So. Mm-hmm. What else happened? We had the Game Awards just recently. In fact, uh, we were playing games online the night it was going on. How fitting. So we're going to talk about some of the happenings and future comings that are takeaways from and that. trailers. Yep. A lot, of, a lot of good trailers came out. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, is there a Will and Jaden Smith sex tape? We'll Interesting. talk about that. Yep. Also, have you guys heard, have you read, there's a new Avengers trailer. We finally, it touched here, it touched our hearts. The new Endgame. <laughs> uh, literally. Endgame, Avengers trailer. It's only two minutes. We're not going to break down into like one of these 30-minute things, but we'll give our yeah. our thoughts and prayers. And then, uh, just overall, we just have a lot of ca- catching up to do on a lot of different stuff over the past several weeks, releases, and yeah. so we're, we're, we're going to kind of be quick on our topics yep. um, as we go through this entire thing. But before we get started, we have to thank the fake sponsors that make this possible. First up... We want to tell you about a new movie called Dick and Colin. It's a new biographical movie about Dick Cheney and Colin Powell's secret homosexual relationship. Yeah, see this movie before you go see Dick. Yeah, it the got a one lot one. of awards at the Cannes Film Festival, so yeah. I hear it's pretty good. Dick and Colin. It's like the political Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> of sorts, yes. And uh, also, guys, hey, obedience class for dogs don't always work, do they? No. Doesn't always stick. You know what does, though? taking a more zen-based approach to disciplining your dog. Let me share with you something that really helped me as a dog owner. Nama Stay. It's a yoga-based approach to obedience classes for your dog. That's Nama Stay. Bark. That's right. So last we have Premium. Oh, they're coming back. The uh, the uh, the great service that uh, we learned about a few weeks ago uh, for Oh, uh, the baby pr- food. Premium-based nutrition. The, yeah, no, this is a little different. Come to think of it, they really should have copyrighted their name because this is because this is sort of in contrast to that. You wouldn't necessarily want your name associated? Yeah. So Why is that? It says, a little late for an abortion, a little early for a birth. Try eating your preemie baby. With preemie yum, we give you recipes to make your bundle of joy turn into a delicious family meal. Wow. Yeah, preemie yum. That's... Uh, that's why these are fake. <laughs> They're from the minds of two really awesome dudes, us being those dudes. Let's start talking about the stuff that is real. First stop on today's magical tour of fandom is video games. You know what struck me about these video game awards? They treat it like a legit ceremony. You see that crowd oh, and you see the, the scene and some of the presenters. They even had like Christoph Waltz come out and like, that guy's an Academy Award winner. Yeah, and... They, and to no surprise, those games that just blew this year away took most of the awards. Yeah, there was not a lot of sleeper picks. Yeah. I was encouraged by a lot of the choices. I was surprised by some of them. Anything really stand out for you? No, I was I was just happy to see God of War get the awards they deserved. Um, I thought Spider-Man... You know, I kind of have this thing with uh, with 
Spider-Man to me was more fun to play. Yes. Like I, I have more fun playing Spider-Man. But if you think about what's just an overall better game, what has a better story, what is more breakthrough as far of as far as like the the technology and the voice acting in the game, I mean God of War is hard to deny. It's huh? it's hard to deny how amazing that game is. Even with Red Dead Redemption coming out later in the year and being an amazingly deep game. But God of War just I don't know, man. It just it kind of swept the awards and and I think it totally deserved it. But but the you know, Red Dead did win a couple or one or two awards and yeah. Voice actor, for example. I don't yeah. remember them all. But we did get a lot of trailers. That's almost like what a lot of people tune in for more That's so. That's kind of what awards. I more care about. I, I feel like really the video game awards is more of a vessel for something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, of course, probably the biggest franchise showing up is Mortal Kombat. Mortal uh, Kombat 11, yeah. It's funny. I, I didn't realize it's been like three years since 10 came out. Two or three years. Has it really? I well, that's because they've been working on the Injustice games. Yes. The same same company. Nether Realms. Nether Realms. Yeah. yeah. So I... What'd I, you think? I don't know. It kind of just looked like a lot of the same to me. It really does. And it, it was just a cinematic trailer of a couple of characters that we've seen before. So it right. was... I don't know. It I think it's going to be a, much a great me. game for those that enjoy that game. But I just feel like fighting an arcade game... Well, not even arcade, but you know what I mean. Uh, fighting games have now just... I've kind of outgrown them myself. Mm-hmm. And... I find they're fun to kind of rent, but not Yeah, it's buy. not own. Yeah, yeah, unless you're super into the online uh, component totally. of it. Totally. I just, my problem with a lot of these games as they get, inc- it's like, where is the ceiling? They just become so increasingly brutally violent, and that's like, almost like the violence is, and that's always been the hallmark of Mortal Kombat. I get that. Sure. I'm nothing, you know, I'm, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this, but it's just like, when does the violence seem to, or when does Too the much? fighting seem to be actually yeah. more important than the violence? Yeah, in this case, especially in the trailer, they really did the whole. They took advantage of the whole slowdown and stab and yeah, and like I mean, you're you're killing somebody so many times over, yet they Before get up you and they keep them. fighting. What, what do they call those? The brutalities or whatever. When yeah. you hit that special, it's like when does those it did just seem become finishers weird. or yeah. fatalities themselves? But yeah, it's just not for me anymore. They do these uh these X ray things where you'll you know literally crush somebody's ribs and break their bones, but then they're you can break their arm and then they're still punching you with oh, that yeah, arm you and you're like that doesn't face. make any sense. I don't. There's it, some it, suspension of disbelief, but after a while yeah. it's just like okay, how how do we? Some then, of them are, are literal gods, I guess. So yeah. you know, I can guess, guess they can get away with it. It will be a good game, I'm sure, but nothing that I'm going to be you know yeah. sad if I miss. So there are some uh, some newer games yeah. that I'd like to talk about, like Please. Outer Worlds. Yeah, like so a lot of new titles starting up rather than just yeah. franchise editions. I'll tell you, I was secretly hoping for Bio Bioshock. Border, I was a new ho- Borderlands, yeah. Yes, and still no. Yeah. I thought it was coming last year or earlier this year at E3, and so I was hoping maybe they'd sneak it in with this, but nope. Well, they you know, they just came out with their Borderlands 2 VR, eh. which is, I know, it's it's not a lot, but they just came out with it, so I wouldn't assume that they'd come out with that the same year they come out with the number three. I wouldn't imagine either. So, um, Yeah, Outer Worlds could be fun. It's, I'm curious. Not a lot of release dates to set, set no, to any no, of these. No, of course not. So it's just purely announcements more than or additional footage from some of these that have, you know, been already And a lot announced. of them were cinematic, mm-hmm. so they don't really say anything about the gameplay or what you're getting out of it. It's just kind of concept, you know? Yeah. Like uh, Journey to the Savage Planets was just a 
it was it was just a very short little cinematic trailer of like somebody who long, crashed yeah. on a planet. Uh, same with Scavengers was kind of a just a cinematic. Looks like it's taking a, a winter approach. They're yeah. on like an icy planet. You know. So do you think there's gonna be some looting in that game? I hope so. Based on the title, yeah. Um. So the, the, there is a new Far Cry, and you are one of the biggest Far Cry fans that I know. Yeah, I'm just not sure why we need another one so on top of... Are we becoming yearly again? You know? Well... I don't want to get fatigued. Yeah. Because same, same... I can foresee the same basic guiding principles with the new additions they made from the last one, you know, where you can, like, hire a, a hand or whatever they call that, mm-hmm. you know? But it just... It's like, really? We're just... We're doing another one so soon. I mean, a lot of people are still getting around to Far Cry Five for the first time. Right. You know? It does seem real, real soon. It's but... just a li- I don't want to get fatigued. You know, I don't want it to become Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, or anything that you can almost count on with a yearly plug-in. It's like, did it give a release date though? No, but I'm assuming it's, it's 2019. Yeah. I've already been to some YouTube channels where EA, EA, uh, Ubisoft has then done some early gameplay release for you know yeah like there's a a a couple different versions of like a a 10 to 20 minute depending on where you go to find it uh early gameplay and it's super basic and you know i don't mean basic as the gameplay but just very elementary early Mm -hmm. on and what you assume is the campaign but i don't know i'm just like it almost seems like a sequel to i mean it is a sequel to the previous game if you finished far cry 5 then you know normal yeah that's not something they typically do um, they but, usually just take you to a completely different location yeah. and have a totally new story. And we were contemplating, so the the two, you know, t- assuming twin sisters, they uh, are clearly making a focal point in this trailer. Are they the good guy, bad guy? Yeah. Here's what leads me to believe they're bad guys. Far Cry, pretty much from its inception, has always put like the focus on their baddies. That's true. You're just the nameless, That's faceless. That's really true. You know? Think about the last like five covers or something like that, mi- minus Primal. Right. Because there yeah. was no real bad guy in Primal. You're just battling animals and other tribe right. guys. But so actually, I think you're. Yeah, I think that kind of answers that question. Because at first, that when they first start talking, it sounds like they're the protagonist. Yeah, but when you show someone with blood on their face and they yeah. like look like they're enjoying it, they're bad. They're the bad. So it's guys. like Mad Max with dirt bikes and a post-apocalyptic setting. Right. Just another story was like when the bombs dropped. It's like really. I don't know. But you know, I like the idea of Far Cry I, in a po- me too. post-apocalyptic setting, but I just it's going to feel like I the know. same game just reskinned to me. Well, and I mean it it looks like it might be the same area. So maybe one of the reasons that it's coming out so soon after oh. is cuz they're using the same map. Maybe it is Montana. But they're redoing it to the point where now it's the post-apocalyptic version of that Montana map. Right, and I I could be totally wrong. No, I but I you like do that, see that concept. Joseph, the father, yes. from the last game, uh, who was the antagonist, and he says some words at the end where he just goes, "I thought dropping the bombs would bring us into a new world." Like he has some remorse. I about was it. wrong, and that's all he says. And it makes me think that if those two women women that they showed throughout the rest of the trailer are the villains, I wonder if 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 the father in this upcoming game is now the protagonist. Like he needs to fight back against what he Maybe created. they were like victims of his or something like that. I don't know. I just I, I I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I think more for I'll be looking forward to this more for the story than the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be cool. We'll another, see when they release it. What up? Another uh post apocalyptic is yeah. Rage Two. Yes. We've seen Rage Two already. Yeah. But and now we're seeing a little bit more this one was more of a, a trailer trailer than a gameplay footage. Um, looks fun. 
I, I enjoyed the first Rage, but God be honest, it was so many years ago. I kind of have trouble remembering the ins and outs. I just remember a lot of almost too much vehicle stuff in that game for my liking. Mm-hmm. John Goodman was a voice of one of the characters, and you had like oh, that yeah. crawl thing, you know, that like kind of like, um, you know, with the thing, the boomerang type weapons. Yeah. And they made sure that you saw that those are back, but look super upgraded. Could be fun. I think it looks. I think it looks cool, and it's open world now. Yes, the last one was sort of. I don't know if this rails. is a game where I'll be like knocking down the door to buy, but it looks like one of those games. You know, a month later when it's discounted, mm-hmm. might be picking it up. It's not a day one game for me, but could be. You know, a day one hundred yeah. game. <laughs> day one hundred. Yeah, I mean, of course, I'll probably wait to see what the reviews are, but it's got me excited. I I, I love first person shooter story based games. Yeah, and so I'm assuming that this one has a story. I'm not sure about if it has an online aspect, but I think almost you kind of have to nowadays. I know. And, and whether it's good or not, who knows? knows? But if you, it's almost like it has to be part of the offering. If you're going to ask someone to spend 60 bucks Mm -hmm. right off the bat, uh, Hey, just what the world wanted and needed, uh, especially because skull and what was it? See if these was so awesome. Another pirate game, another pirate game, which is the, and the, there's another pirate there's a, game. So there was Sea of Thieves, and then they showed Skull and Bones or yes, something like that's that. What it is. Which looks like it was just a cinematic from what I remember, and I was like, oh, okay. And now there's another one from a different company, of course, uh, Atlas. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't Cutlass be a better it, name? It looks, and, and it's interesting because so much of it looks like Sea of Thieves. Uh, that first person perspective where you can see yourself like holding a map or whatever, but there's so much more to the game. You still bought that, right? See yeah. these? Like you can't take that back. No. <laughs> How is it doing uh, as a dust collector? Uh, it's just sitting there. I don't know. You should have at least traded in when uh, it was hot. It's just like it's amazing how little is in that game, and then this Atlas game looks like so much more to it. And I'm just like, what made me think that Sea of Thieves was going to? It was be a hope good? more than a thought. I know. Yeah. I know. Anyways, so. can't take back the past. Atlas could be cool. Uh, I'm assuming, uh, we'll have to see more about I'm it. assuming the majority of these games are due for a 2019 release. That's like my ass- or hopeful more, assumption. Or unless, I mean, or when it comes out. to certain ones like, you know, uh, Outer Worlds or Journey to the Savage Planets, we're not seeing much from them. No, we, we know nothing. They it's might just be like, hey, this is a game or, we made yeah. a cinematic for and, you know, could easily be canceled a month later for all we know. Yeah. I was expecting to see more from, um, from uh, Beyond Good and Evil because that's going to be, you know, one of those uh-huh. big talked about games for better or for worse. I hope that just doesn't become a No Man's Sky. It, like, it, just it has into, the potential to. Like all the hype and build and just the yeah. deep descent into obscurity. In a, in a, one of those amazing cinematic trailers that does a, a cool job of, of showing you this world, right? And you're like, oh, there's so much potential. And then you see the gameplay, very little of it, but you see this gameplay and you're like, ooh, that might not be good. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I wouldn't we'll do see. any favors, but who knows? That's a... Yeah. What else actually kind of stood out, if anything else? A couple of other things. Um, They're redoing the Stanley Parable, which Mm. I've never played, but I always wanted to. It sounded like you said Stan Lee Parable. (laughs) I'd be cool to game, too. Because apparently it never came out on console, so they're redoing it for consoles and changing up the game a bit. I just only have ever heard the title. I've never even had any hands-on with it. Yeah, but it's just always been one I've been interested. Psychonauts 2. I never played Psychonauts. Not my game, but... This one looks really cool. It kind of does. I, yeah. I never played Psychonauts, but once again, that was one of those that just kind of passed me by, so I'm interested in number two. Um, and then Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, yeah. The Black Order. So the first two were okay. They're okay. They're like sevens. I, I Consistent seven. Yeah, I couldn't quite get into them. So 
I'm surprised, sort of, that there's they got greenlit a, for a market third. to keep going. Yeah, but you but put Marvel in front of anything right now. Marvel's so hot. And I know. think that's what made it good. It's just going to be a built-in curiosity, let alone a buy factor. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else, though? I was mildly intrigued, and I say mildly, uh-huh. by uh, Dead by Daylight. Yeah. It's like a Purge-type. No, I have no idea. It, it looks like it looks you, like a horror movie. Like you're, you're playing in a the horror victim movie. in a horror movie. Yeah, like you're being hunted by some or just, multiple victims because there's yeah. a couple of trailers with different yeah. people. Getting but it just hunted. has a purge feeling to it. Like people are like it does. having weird masks and getting all dolled up just to go on a murder spree. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows when all this, if and when all this stuff will come to fruition? But it's always fun prospecting and being aware of what's on the horizon. Yeah. What are we doing now with video games? Still knee deep in Red Dead, and yep. as you're further along than I am, but we're both individually uh, progressing through our storyline. It does seem like perfect timing. Rockstar totally knew what they were doing. They probably said, okay, about a month out is when people are going to start to finish up, wrap up, and look for a new way to you know, expand their RDR2 uh, gameplay. <laughs> or earlier, I called it R2D2. <laughs> I'm sure you're not the only one. Some people probably do on purpose, but it was funny because you actually did it just I, yeah, totally accidentally. But uh, yeah, the beta's out now for the online component. I really want to try it, and I want to get into it, but I have the thought, and I don't feel like I know the answer, and, or that Rockstar has even said, what if I spend you know, an hour crafting my character, doing some missions, and then the beta closes, and then they open it back it up, and you lose it all? And you might. They and then I don't want to redo it. So I, I personally, I think I'm just going to sit tight and finish the story well, and explore as much, of I can, as, much as I can sure. of the story, and then when the full online component's out, the full release... I think then I'll do it again. First of all, it doesn't have to take you an hour <laughs> to create When your you want to make your guys look as good as I do, yeah. Well... I, I get, like, super nerdy with the details. I, I do, love too. I do, create too. a character. It was kind of nice, actually. Like, I, I created a character with my girlfriend downstairs, and she was basically telling me what to do, and she ended up making a very attractive Asian chick. And I was like, cool. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Um, and, and so that was actually just kind of fun to create the character with her. Uh, I started playing it, got a couple of missions in, uh, and then I stopped because I I got to this point where I feel like, all right, you know, I'm I'm in this open world now where there's other people playing, and I could totally just go out there and hogtie some random people and <laughs> drag them on the horse, which is what you constantly see online. That's the temptation. But I just feel like it'd be better to posse up with somebody. No, I just I and want so to be nice. I was nice. kind of waiting for you to start up uh-huh. our R two D two and uh, play at the same time, but. You haven't, so maybe I'll just continue with that. Yeah, just you? check it out. And but like I said, that's the kind of the drawback for me is what if I do all this and then I just have to do it again, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'll be okay either way. First world problems, as they say. Yeah. You know what game does come out really soon, which is gonna be I know for sure my first purchase of the new year. What's that? Resident Evil Two remake. You know I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, and oh, I yeah. know you've played them up and down it's, the line with me uh, too. It looks January so good. Twenty fifth. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And as um that date approaches they're getting some extended gameplay footages and uh it looks so good i almost want to stop watching the gameplay footage because i'm like okay it looks as good as i thought it would now i don't want to have anything ruined for me yeah i honestly have not been following that game yeah i think resident evil 2 is one of you know resident evil 4 is a lot of people's favorites mine's probably the the original when they remade it on the gamecube but resident evil 2 is is an awesome game and it's one of the first games i remember other than say final fantasy 7 that had double disc because you know you're playing two stories yeah. and it's so cool to see how they you know how they interact intersect. and they touch once in a while yeah, yeah. i love yeah, that yeah. and it looks like they're going to be doing that again and it just it looks scary it looks 
fun. I just I'm I'm there for it, you know. Yeah. For sure. That's gonna be my first purchase in the new year. Cool, cool. Uh, until then, yeah, R D R two. And Overwatch, of course. Cool, That's cool, like cool. a constant in our lives. Oh man. The winter event's coming up soon too, which makes me excited. Isn't that so stupid that we get excited for winter events and we're like, oh, they're gonna change the stage to a Christmas theme and oh my favorite character is gonna get like a Santa hat. Like it's so, it's so dumb. dumb. But it's charming. It's so dumb, but it's the the Overwatch does it so well and it's it it keeps I mean it's not that that keeps bringing us back. Obviously it's the gameplay. But the fact that we love the Little gameplay cosmetics so much really make a big difference. Though. I know, right? Yeah. It's so weird. And the fact that you don't have to pay for them. Yes. You is, can earn them. It's huge to me. Yeah, I like that. I do I do enjoy game that. Game that keeps giving almost three years later. Yeah. Good on you. All right, I think we're good with games. I think we are good. Let's move on to television. So we're finally ready to talk about, as, as a duo, uh, season three of Daredevil. I'm just going to say straight off the bat, there will be spoilers, but... It's been almost two months now, so you guys, come on. Yeah, you're like, yeah. What's taking you guys so long? So if you ha- if you haven't seen this, should we, what, what ten minutes? Ten to twelve, I want to okay. say. Then push that you know thirty second forward button uh, a handful times. of times. Uh, give us ten or twelve minutes to finish this discussion. Here we go. I love this season. This is my favorite show of all the Marvel Netflix Bet ones. You can't wait till next season. Well, yeah about that season two was a little bit of a drag this one was yeah. such a like just like it was it was it was, my, it was by far ass. the best yeah. like like the first one was good oh yeah first one was my favorite up to this point uh, well yeah i mean that i mean you only had two before that but the first one was good Second i mean one of was all i okay. meant of all of them oh of all the netflix yeah. marvel stuff yeah yeah this one ah, they just did such a good job with uh with the villain such and, strong character work and, the, and 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 i think it's i mean it is strong character work but they wrote him in so well yeah where they made him such this like mastermind of criminal activity you can't escape him where he literally and they said this in the show that he's kingpin is 10 steps ahead every single time yeah. and that's shown time and time and again and that's the thing they don't just say they don't just say it and then like never give you reason why on film they show it you know yeah him paying off the fbi him you know having people inside the jail him having an underground network in his own you know prison basically in the penthouse and just like anything you can he's 10 steps ahead and he was just and what it a, made him so formidable like yeah how do you take how do you a, beat this guy how do you beat someone you like, who have to kill him right and and it's not only like how do you beat him as a person, but how do you beat his influence? Right. Because he has influence over so many people, including good people that are only doing it because their family is it. And that's such a, a mafia danger. thing. Like it he is. threatened my family, but in this one, and they did that a lot. Like he'll come after my family, but it's believable. And yep. it's credible with this yep. show based on who they built him up to be rather than just some boogeyman. And he puts his name on things. He puts his face on things. He likes to even get his hand dirty sometime. Mm-hmm. Favorite part of the season, like the, I went back and rewatched it. And there's really? a lot you watched of, the season twice? No, just this particular oh, part. Oh, one episode. Okay. Yeah. Or part, okay. That prison fight. Yes. That wasn't a fight. That was just an all-out melee. There was not like choreographed like yep. one guy comes in and, you know, like they trade hands. They're just like tossing each other kicking each other throwing each other things it looked like a real prison like panic inducing riot i love when they that scene was just brutal one of the one of the things that you see in 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 a lot of the netflix 
Netflix Marvel TV shows is that one long scene, right? That one long... Well, Daredevil usually, was the first to do it in that scene. hallway. Of course, Daredevil was the first to do it, and then they kind of did it in some of the others. Yes. But Daredevil does at least one every season. Yeah, and this one lasted like a straight 15 minutes, it felt and like. It was in, it, and with the sirens was, going off and the lights and the yes. smoke and the tear gas it canisters. It was more than a hallway. Remember the first season was a hallway? Yeah. It was it, literally it just was this long hallway scene. This was in and out of a prison. Yes, and and with, with like a hundred different... Uh, you know, extra people all fighting, doing their own thing. People looked, getting stabbed. It looked real. It did. It looked freaking so real. It's so love, authentic. And I love the fact that, like, imagine how much, like, prep time that took to get that scene right. Yes. To have every single person know exactly what they have to do when. So meticulous. And to have the actors know exactly what to say, when to say, what to fight which direction to go in this entire prison. And I love how it came about. You knew eventually sometime this season there was going to be one of those one-shot continuous fight sequences. Yeah. But then it all started when the the doctor, you know, after he gets cut up by yeah. Fisk, goes to, you know, stab him because, of course, he's one of Fisk's guys. And then you didn't know you were in for it at that point. And then it, the camera never cuts away. Yep. I was just like, this is amazing. Yep. Uh, Charlie Cox, what a freaking great fit he is, too. Just the casting in this was awesome. One of my complaints from season two is I thought, you know, the the Electra thing took away from it a little bit, right? And kind of sidetracked him a little bit. They basically put that to bed. Yeah, she never came back, even though he mentioned her once, like in name. Yeah, just and real quick. Even though in the last season they made it look like she was going to come back and right. be, you know, more of a tool of the hand and all that. The hand was not even a part of this. The shows and I'm glad collectively got better once they put the hand to bed. That was at least one thing Defenders did. I right. I have a feeling. Well, okay, sorry. I was about to say I have a I I have a feeling that they're going to come back in future seasons, but never mind. Well, that's because... something we can speculate on too, because I've got some thoughts. But yes, uh, and also what I remember just when we were doing this, you know, however long ago, talking about uh, Daredevil season two, I thought, oh, Karen, mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, how does she keep getting in all these situations and just always being the damsel in distress? She was her character was so much more tolerable this time around, and she got herself into things and out of things. She was an antagonist when she confronted Fisk. I was like, you go, girl. And then they did an episode, you know, which I thought was just going to be the full episode, her and her backstory, but it only ended up being like half the episode. That was a great little escape when they showed that she's troubled and where she comes from. I thought that was so good as giving you context to who she is and her strength of character. Yeah, I did kind of think that went on a little bit longer than I would have liked. Well, see, I thought it was going to be the whole episode, so by deduction i thought okay it was just then you're like right. okay i'm happy with it being half but for me i mean what the episodes are like an hour so yeah. for to see a half hour that you weren't expecting right you, you didn't know until you turned it on oh this is her you know from the past it was it was a little bit slow and i was like i feel like you could do this in a shorter period of time not that it was bad not that it was not entertaining it was but i felt like i wanted to know what's happening with the story at hand yeah and i felt like Having her story about how she sort of accidentally killed her brother in a car crash. Yeah, it was pretty. Um, and it was her boyfriend that like started the whole thing. So she kind of feels this guilt of it. I, I totally get that, but I'm not quite sure why that's that important to the story. I don't know. I just felt like it was a little unplugged from it. Sure. I thought it was something new, regardless. It was, which was, which and, was. And like I, you said, it was a breath of fresh air in a sense, away from the original story. Yeah, I just wanted to get back to the story because I was so engrossed in the story. Oh, I mean, it hooks you from the time he gets escorted out of prison. 
Like it very seldomly lets up. And can we talk about uh, Poindexter Bullseye? He was great. You know what a character. I I, I, I kept on thinking throughout this entire season how the movie Daredevil <laughs> so bad was so bad. Yeah, when and he it was throws be- that like ninja star at Daredevil and he catches it, and he's like, I never miss. Yeah, yeah. It, so far removed from that, and it, it and that's exactly it. Like it's like you you realize how out of touch the dire- directors and writers were of the Daredevil movie because they just didn't get what could be made with these characters. Yeah, and then you see this TV show, and you're like, holy shit, this is exactly what what Daredevil and Bullseye should be. Yeah, like I know it's like slightly one different takes, each other, especially on on Bullseye. Yeah, but I didn't damn. mind it. I loved it. Damn, like what a good character. Yeah. I I, I think f- obviously Fisk or Kingpin is the best villain that you could possibly have. But to have Bullseye as the secondary villain that's sort of working underneath Fisk was just like added frosting on the cake. Yes. It was awesome to see how Fisk created him. Yes. And then how he turned against his creator. And then it wasn't Fisk and Bullseye versus Daredevil. It was like a three-way, you know? Yeah, that was weird it, at the end. It was I, cool. It was. That fight scene was great. And, and then the, the wife, uh, the new wife yeah, of- Yeah, she of, came back from season one. She Well, she came back. But I mean, like, they just got married. And then there's a fight. And she's just standing on the steps. On like her wedding night, watching oh. just like blood <laughs> being spilled and just things yeah. being thrashed. And I love the fact that they've, they've shown and hinted at it um, all along. But Fisk can fight. He's not just, you know- Right, and he's a badass. He's well, a powerhouse. That's, that's true to the comics and stuff. Yes. I mean, Fix. He Fisk, doesn't like to. Fix. Fisk is like four hundred pounds, and of, he's solid of, like muscle. Solid muscle, and yeah. you don't get that uh, when you just see him. Yeah, because like, he just looks like a big dude. Yeah, but I love the fact that there's times in this, like when he's lifting weights, or or when he fights the guy, or when he stops the guy from stabbing him in prison. Right, and and then the actual fight, you see that he himself. Or when he was in the car and he beats the, he, oh, he right. asked the guy for his jacket. Yeah. The guy gives him his jacket and he puts it over his face and he <laughs> just, just beats, beats them to death. Out of him. Like those things are are put in place to remind you that he's more than just a brilliant criminal mastermind. He physically can back that up. And it all started when he had to, you know, pop his dad as a kid. Yeah. And he just got that man strength that day that he never let go of. Yep. Yeah. What a, what a great season. A few last thoughts. We could be here. I could be here for like the next hour, and obviously we don't want to do that. No. Um, although the show deserves it, but just for the sake of you know. Anyways, I really liked. You know, they almost every season has an ancillary cop. You know that ties into the story somehow. Oh right. This guy was good. This though. guy was good, and and he had he such had a co- strong purpose. Yes, he wasn't just. He was a good guy, only trying to do the best. Stuck thing, in a bad place. Stuck in a shitty fucking place, doing shitty things. Right, and he's and like, you, you can, can see the look on his guilt. face. Yeah. yeah. It, the, the actor was he did a great job a perfect perfect choice yeah because he was able to portray the the struggle that the character was having so well and then it was nice to see at the end he was just like you know what i've done so much bad like i need to make it right but i don't deserve to live at the same time so i it was sad to see him go and once again this is a total spoiler but it's sad to see him oh go. he was no match for uh for point dexter but he set it up that way he's he's like he, I, he went out on his terms but then the the what he did with his wife afterward with the video was something that it was finally it's like something that um, Fisk 
d- didn't foresee. He the didn't one know thing was that coming, got out right? from under him, yeah. And and I I just love how it wasn't in the end. It wasn't really Daredevil that took him down. No, it really wasn't. You know what I mean? Daredevil kind of finished him he off. He physically stopped him, but, but you know, but there's undercutting you can't his physically empire. Stop him because he's such a beast. Like you can't physically stop Kingpin. You have to take out his power. Right. And I don't remember the cop's name, but he was able to do that. Yeah, I'm forgetting it too all yeah. of a sudden, but he was was really strong character. Yeah. I okay, in this current scape of Marvel, you know, everyone can shoot lasers out of their eyes or start fires or stuff like that, and I love that. That serves its purpose well. Daredevil and his, you know, cast, they're basically regular humans. So how do you if you were to say to Bullseye, what's your superpower? I throw things. How would you make that menacing? How would you make that a, a right. challenge? That first scene when he shows up in Daredevil's suit and he confronts, you know, basically uh, Matt Matt dressed up as the blind ninja version of Daredevil. Sure. He never suits up in this season, too, which I thought was an interesting choice. No, I didn't even think He was that. blind ninja the whole time. Um, I loved that. That scene when they're in the office of the newspaper, it was raw. And it was. And when he goes to throw something to, uh, to Almost kill... Almost hard to watch. To kill Karen, you know, he grabs it and then just like, oh, there's a showdown. And yes, Matt Murdock can, you know, has his number when it comes to hand-to-hand combat... But you create a little space, and that uh, Poindexter bull, Bullseye, he can do incredible things. Like he was throwing scissors, snow globes, and like mm-hmm. angles, and they made that actually such a believable, you know, challenge and obstacle. It was cool. Yeah. And when he was bending bullets and stuff like that, and using mirrors, what a what a cool character. And he would be coming back if it wasn't for the fact that this season's over. So before we get into its cancellation and what is possibly, and I say possibly with more hope than you know than anything else in the future. Anything else stand out to you? How would you rate it? Wrap it up. No, I think it was one of probably the best Marvel Netflix show, which is sad that this is the final one that they're saying is gone. Yeah. They're like, hey, we told you that Iron Fist and Luke Cage are done. Um, Is Jessica Jones done? Do they call that one? I can't remember. I I bet it's done after season three. Yeah. I bet they're just waiting until... There's been no official announcement. You wouldn't say it's canceled before season three comes out because then no one's going to be incentivized to watch. And of course, we we talked about this on one of our previous podcasts. Yeah, what's next. We're like, we bet the other ones are going to be canceled as well, but there's no way they're going to announce the cancellation until after the season. And of course, that's exactly what happened here. Um, And so one of the nice things is, I don't know how Jessica Jones will be. I hope it's good. But it's nice to see them go out, at least with this show, on like such a high note. Yes. This this is almost a near perfect yeah. season, in my opinion. I really had not anything right. bad to say about it. And that's not just coming from a fan, but just some, like as a viewer, just it was good television, let alone accurately represent the fandom. And they had so much to juggle, too, with like the whole nunnery thing and, you know, the... Um, his mom and that reveal and even though it's kind of like was kind of cheesy it's like well how would you not it was well done just everything was so well done for as much as it had to juggle it never really dropped a ball you know i did when i was about 12 both of them uh it was it was a it was an a like yeah i would say so too i was very happy with it now but we are probably over our 12 minutes oh yeah but deservedly so sorry man it's fine i don't mind the cancellation came about a week ago or so the notice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the news which was really sad and then i was thinking well why this was like the best version of any of the marvel netflix shows i don't know how ratings was but i imagine it was super high it had everyone buzzing and then i thought if you have to go out knowingly why not go out on top the story was pretty much wrapped up the trio foggy karen and matt are back together kingpin's in jail he didn't get to kill him 
almost thought like he kind of had to if this was truly be wrapped up, but mm. he's still playing by his code. But the, for the most part, the story was pretty much wrapped up. I don't think they filmed it at the time knowing that it was going to get canceled. I don't think they did either because they, they left room for sequels. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, with Bullseye's, both villains. Bullseye's going to come back. Kingpin's so, going to come back. But if you have to end it there, better that than on a bigger cliffhanger because there was nothing really hanging over a cliff sure. this one other than just, you know, the fact yeah. that the, the bad guys are not yet done. I'm thinking when Disney next year starts their own streaming service and eventually they take back the rights or Netflix no longer has the rights to Marvel, thus Daredevil, there's no way a show like this, because this is R-rated television, minus they don't show full nudity and don't say the F word. Other than that, game on. So my thought is there's no way that if this show was to convert over to Netflix, from Netflix to this new Disney streaming service, they're not going to air this show if it was to continue. Well, we don't know what the new Disney Disney streaming service is going to look like. I don't imagine a show like this could ever I agree with you. run directly I, I under either. something saying Disney. But if because now it's indirectly Disney, you know, it is because it's under the Netflix banner. Yeah, so it's though. it's either that or the fact that um, they're having so much success with Marvel movies, and they are they've played out so much of the A list characters already. Yeah, and all these Avengers flicks and whatnot, like. We've seen the a and the obviously some of the a listers like X Men and stuff they're they're working on right they don't have mm-hmm. those characters yet but they've gone through all their a listers and some of the b listers and they're all successful I think they're looking at these characters and going okay we've either got to make a ton of money from Netflix on these characters for them to use these characters or we've got to take them back so that we can have them and make them our own make a movie out of it and make hell of money. And for Netflix, Netflix is like, <laughs> dude, that's way too much money for us. So we're not going to pay you this crazy amount. So it's it's either that or Disney pulled them completely and said, you no longer have them because we want them. My hope is that they get to wrap up the story that was intended riding off of this season so far someplace else or in the rare occasion like they did with um, Firefly or maybe even... Um, some other series that they get to finish the story in a movie form. The movie. Could yeah. you imagine Daredevil the movie with Vincent D'Onofrio, Charlie Cox, and the whole cast, and then you know everyone gets tied up neatly in a bow? That would be throw the Punisher the, in there. Yeah, that would be the oh, that's justice. Another one that has not been canceled, but they're working on the it's next probably season. going to. Yeah, yeah. No, they're already. It's already uh, been done. Yeah, it's just a waiting. But release. it hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're do a trailer in the next few weeks for that, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> what a great show! Thank you everyone who had a hand in that that was really enjoyable as a viewer and as a fan i know that was just one topic thing for television that's but I, yeah I, it was a big topic i've been waiting to talk about it for a while so yeah. thank you this was the release i needed yes if you well and once i once i watched it all the way through i was i was like you i was a believer i was like dang this is a good good season Damn, so, that's some good ass television some good ass television let's move on to some good ass movies Movie-based discussions at the very top of our recording, we did mention uh, the fact that there might be a new Will and Jaden Smith sex mm-hmm. tape, and the question is, is it true? No. 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 No, it's not. There is not. But you know what there is? Hot and fresh out the kitchen. The new Avengers trailer just kind of came out of nowhere for me. I didn't mm-hmm. expect it. Didn't know it was coming. Super glad it came. Uh, Endgame. What are your thoughts? First of all, I like the title. Oh, I, I know that sounds fitting. stupid. But when there's like Avengers Endgame, I was like, 
Yeah, cool. Yeah, I like that. I don't know why, but I like that. Yeah. Um. So I was rooting for home stretch, <laughs> but this probably sounds more sure. poignant. It showed us a few things, like how does Ant Man? Well, it doesn't show us how Ant Man gets out of the quantum realm. Quantum realm. Yeah. But, but we know he does. And will the quantum realm play a part in anything? I don't know. I don't we know. know that uh, Hawkeye looks fucking awesome. Is now like with carrying around a sword as some sort of badass in a hood he looks pissed off and depressed at the same time i bet his family you know who we never get to see but i bet his family probably didn't survive the oh the snap that's why he's probably that's his call to action now because remember he was just like i'm out of here and the fact that he had to take up you know the the vigilante justice kind of uh you know throw a hood on and go take out crime makes me think that Maybe the world after after the snap, where half the population's gone, is in complete disarray and just chaos and like chaos and anarchy. Like nobody knows what to do, and and so people are just looting and crime is probably rampant. You know, that's I'm kind of starting to think, which I didn't think about before, but I'm starting to think about what does the whole world look like now. I mean, obviously half different. the people are gone. But like, what kind of impact does that have that every single person knows a handful of folks that have died, most likely like their family and friends and, you know, obviously I'm curious to know how they're going to get out of this and how they're going to bring back all of these basically dead people. Right. But I am really just even more curious just to know what that world looks like right now and what, how they would write that in. And how, from the time this movie opens, how far after the events of Infinity War, is it? Because yeah. if you recall, the opening events of Infinity War happened directly after Thor Ragnarok. Mm. You know, the spaceship out in space and uh, taking over the plane and killing Loki. Loki is confirmed dead, by the way. He's not coming back. I didn't think he Everyone would. who disappeared at the end, you would figure they have at least a path back, whether or not they bring him back, but you figure the majority of them are. If they faded into ash, they're probably coming back. So then in between those two, is Gamora really dead? I think she kind of needs to be for I it to, mi- to mean something. If I not, it's just then, like, oh, that was cheap. Or, or Gamora somehow in this, that throwing her off of the ledge thing, somehow she didn't die, becomes more powerful, and she plays a role into this next thing. Yes. But I agree with you. I think she's dead. I think Vision's dead. Vision needs to be dead. You know, uh, all the people who died before, obviously Loki, I think they're gone. All of the people who faded into Ash are probably going to come back, including half the population of the universe. Yes. I can't wait to see because how how are we going to get ourselves out of this in story, let alone the action to back the story? It's going to be phenomenal. And you know what's exciting? April's not that far away. Right. We're December. Four months. I can do it. I can wait that long. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. On what, the other side. Well, oh, real quick, kind of relating to that. Uh, just a few days before this trailer came out, they showed the second trailer for Captain Marvel. Well, oh, I'm yeah. not like outright like edge of my seat excited. I am really excited to see a first female lead mm-hmm. in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Sorry, Black Widow. Eventually. <laughs> but not the first. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like this one's going to be low impact as far as the stakes. And yes, I can't wait to see how it, it ties in, being that that was the very last note we were left with with Infinity War. Right. And yes, it is a prequel, but I'm sure it will time jump at like the end and showing you where she is. Right, like she gets in relation. the page. Yeah, from, and she, yeah. you just see her beaming down to Earth or something like that. I'm So she's an alien, but she's human born. So mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see how they do that well. You know, like the alien race selected her as a host. 
So she's a Kree, and they're battling the this. And I'm not too keen on the Captain Marvel story. Scroll or something. Yeah. So something that I'm just I can't even remember. And that's fine because I don't know that, much about her. And I like that because I'm like, well, that's not how it was in the comics, you know. And I tend to be but that guy with something face, that yeah. I like really care about. And it's not that I don't care about Captain Marvel, but I just I don't. I'm not Following. overly experienced with her. And this oh so obviously Endgame is the main entree. But just two short months before, we get a little appetizer. That's kind of what this is for me in Captain Marvel. So I'm excited about that. And the more I see it, yeah. or the more I see of it, I'm like, all right, let's do this. I, I will say that the new Captain Marvel trailer did more for than yes. No, see, see, for me, it did significantly less. Oh, I was gonna say more. No, okay. see, the first trailer I liked so much more than I liked the second. Trailer. You're not a Jude Law fan. They show more of him in this one. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just it just didn't do anything for me. I watched it and I was like, eh, okay. Um, so, uh, on the other side of the comic book universe, we have DC coming out with Aquaman soon. In like two weeks? It's almost here, right. It's, it, and so, um, it kind of begs the question... It, I was just going to say... What that. do we what, think this is going to be? What is this going to be? Yeah. Is this going to be like the majority of the DC movies since they started up as their own and studio? a huge disappointment? And just leave us feeling frustrated like, what are they doing? Or can it be, as I put here, can it be a Wonder Woman? Right. I don't want it to be Wonder Woman. I want it to be Wonder Woman like. I want it to be as good as Wonder Woman. Like when I it think comes, it has the potential. When it comes with Marvel, right? Every Marvel movie that comes out, because none of them they're have all been varying degrees horrible, of good. They're yes, none of them have been horrible. They're all kind of like in that. Yeah, it was all right. It was pretty good. All the way up to oh my god, that was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Right. And so no matter what, you're excited for a Marvel movie. When it comes to DC. It's been across the spectrum as like really, really shitty. I can't believe they ruined those characters right. and wasted two and a half hours of my life. All the way up to, damn, that Wonder Woman movie was pretty fucking good. And so I'm curious. This one, the trailers make me feel like this one is going to be up there. See, I don't think Jason Momoa's Aquaman is good as a complimentary character. I think he'll really thrive in his own movie. Yeah, because they made him very much like the surfer bro too much in the previous ones. Yeah, and he kept going, my man, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but when you give him more time and really flesh out the character... Like give him more character, exactly. And you this, might find there's something This movie's clocking in, like two hours and 20 minutes, so there's going to be plenty of time. Uh, yeah. Hopefully they utilize it to really kind of get you a peek of to who their version of Arthur is. I know there's going to be a lot of exposition. They hint as such in the, the trailers about yeah. his parents and... You know, the upcoming war and his brother and, and stuff whole, like that. the whole Atlantis city down below. like Which really looks cool. The trailer, the graphics, the CGI that they show in the trailer for this automatically look better than anything they did in like um, Justice League or uh, right. Batman or Superman. So I'm really hopeful that's what we're in store for. Um, there's some early reviews going around. I haven't read any. I really want to go into this fresh and not have a, um, a slightly biased opinion. I'm looking forward to this. I really hope it's good. Yeah, me too. And what was originally slated to come out on Christmas, now we found out is getting released like soon, like Friday. Into the Spider-Verse? Which I'm so Let's excited for. Let's back over to Marvel. Back to, well, Sony-ish, so, but yeah. Well, it's a bit of a Marvel, Marvel property, property, yeah. I'm so excited for this. God, this this looks so good. It and, looks fun. It just looks like it's going to do Unfortunately, if you, if you did look at reviews for this, they're top notch like 100 percent. not a bad thing that's granted, yet to come through yeah yeah exactly granted it's 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 um it's early know, it's early and and things that 
start at 100, never stay there. No. But the fact that it's, it's not, not at like it's it's going to do a backwards rather now? than have to do an up, right. uphill battle. And so the fact that the reviewers, the professional reviewers are like, no, this is a good movie and it's an animated movie makes me go, okay, I, I feel like they're doing this one right. See, I love animated Spider-Man. So don't get me wrong. Like I, I love too. the current treatment of him on screen. And, and this one looks cool yeah it's like a different type of it's gonna be meta it's gonna be the the animation looks great the the humor looks fun like you could take your kid to see it and they'll laugh and have fun and there's also gonna be something for us who have been a fan Mm -hmm. of his for like how many ever years now so So we're gonna go see that oh we're gonna be there next weekend i hope yeah right yeah it's my birthday it's your birthday yeah so we'll be doing that for my birthday so and then last question i wanted to leave you with i really want to not just our our listeners hi listeners but you brandon (laughs) What yes. are we expecting? What are you expecting from Once Upon a Deadpool? I feel like I know nothing about oh, this. I don't know. It's it's I almost have, here. It's com- I'm like, coming out. It, because we have no precedence to know I feel like the what this marketing for it's like. been mum. The only thing I really know about it is a little online buzz. Well, no, there was a trailer and, with... I didn't even see the trailer. Like, I saw a poster for it last time I went to the movies. Fred Savage or something like that. I, what? Yeah, or yeah, something so like that. So what is this supposed to be? It's like a, a chop? Like it... Like it's a, I, that's that's what I don't. It's know. a chop shop of a movie. It's a. I mean, it is the so, supposed to be the same movie, but rated now PG thirteen. So, so they're just running back. No, but that's the thing. How do you cut out all of that? Right? How do you make it okay? I think that they because of what Deadpool is being a fourth wall breaking character. I think this whole movie is going to be fourth wall breaking, where every time something that would be too violent or curse or something is going to turn into this. So it sounds like to me, and I feel of what you're saying, but it sounds like to me they didn't actually make, there was no production. The, the They just, this is just an editing room floor movie. So I think there's both. Okay. I mean, I don't see how you could. But it's not going to, like, if Deadpool 3 comes out, right? We know what happened to Deadpool 1. We know what happened to Deadpool 2, and they loosely tie into each other, I guess. But it even acknowledge this movie if there was to be something in the future? Is this just like a fun? I don't know. I, I see. I I, I, I think they have about to it. refilm a lot of it. Yeah. Because you can't just have the same movie. You have to have something kind of new. And I think that when you switch to a PG version, I think they're going to have to kind of almost create new scenes, new versions of the same scenes that kind of fit a more family friendly audience. Yeah. Um. And I and maybe even tell a slightly different story. Right. It just doesn't feel like a full movie i know like i'm not going expecting to have a movie experience i might even pass on it quite honestly well i'd say let's wait till we see some of the reviews and if the reviews are like oh that's actually pretty good then i'm i'm gonna see it if anything out of curiosity on how that works to remake the curiosity factor is is real for sure yeah anything else on the big screen current or future that's uh, worth mentioning i think that's it Okay. And we are just about running out of time. And that's just about it for us. So as we wrap up the podcast, every episode, we have two things we like to leave you with. One is our shadow of the synopsis, uh, where I'm going to read Brandon here a synopsis of something, and he's got to see if he can guess what it is, um, whether it's a movie, TV show, video game, or anything like that. Yes. And then Brandon's going to leave us with an awesome quote in geek history, and then we're going to let you go. Oh, boy. So I'm going to read Brandon a synopsis here. And you guys are totally free to play along. And if you know it, go ahead and yell it out as loud as you can. I'm I'm pretty sure I will hear you. I'm going to do a good job. Here it is. Only the bloodline of the emperor can keep the barrier to another world closed. The emperor had three sons, ensuring the safety of the land for a long time. 
But with the murder of his three sons, then the emperor himself have broken the old covenant and the gates have opened to the dangerous world. Multiple gates have opened throughout the land and an invasion begins by magical creatures killing and destroying anything in their path. Luckily, there is one last resort, an illegitimate son named Martin. The And that's it. See if you can get it. Blood, bloodline? Bloodline? Is it, is it that movie Bloodline? <laughs> no. Um, is it about an emperor who had three sons all murdered, holding magical creatures back? And the emperor got murdered too. Of course. Hence, allowing these portals into this other world to open. Well, you shouldn't want that to happen. And wreak havoc on the land. Martin. Martin. Is it the show Martin with Martin Lawrence? It is. Oh, wow. Damn, Martin. Gina. I didn't think you'd get that. <laughs> Shanae-nae. <laughs> oh, this character is so dumb. I feel stumped. Nah, I, I got nothing. It feels like a movie. Is it a movie at least? It's not. It's a video game. It's a video game. I genuinely don't know. Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion. Okay. <laughs> a Secret of Mission? Mm-hmm. I never got around to that one. Really? Yeah. Wow. I played Morrowind. Missed out on Oblivion, and of course Skyrim. But wow, Oblivion! See, I actually never played Morrowind. Oh, I, I love started Morrowind. with Oblivion, and I fell in love with that game. Okay, and of course Skyrim was amazing, and so I. I think I just lost some like nerd cred for sure. I imagine no, some well, people like. No, well, here's the thing. Come on, man. Most people who play Oblivion don't really like remember that whole story. The story is complicated, and I just narrowed it down into a couple of paragraphs. Right. You just made it a synopsis, if you will. Oh, yeah. Oh, weird. So, we should try that more often. So, yeah. And, of course, there's so much more to the story with, like, you know, and I kept the word Daedric out of it because oh, of there's, course. like, all, you know, all the... Da- yeah. The da- Daedric princes. Daedric and da- princes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're all throughout, like, the... um. Mm-hmm. The, the Elder Scrolls. Yeah, but I kept the name Martin in there because I thought that might throw you off. That literally is the name. <laughs> I genuinely thought it was Martin Lawrence. All right. So you've got a, an awesome quote in geek history for us. What, how'd you say that? I said A, and then I yeah, kind of ended can, with an N. Don't, a and... Yeah, don't do that. I Well, I don't know what you said, but I know what I'm uh, going to say. I've got an awesome quote in geek history, and it comes from a really good movie. Some of you might have heard it. It's called The Usual Suspects. Here's Kevin Spacey telling us about... Um, how to be a naughty naughty. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Great line from a great movie. Can't believe that movie is 23 years old already. Yeah, God, that is such a good movie. The best trick Kevin Spacey ever pulled was convincing people that he wasn't a bad guy. <laughs> oh, man. But <sighs> it caught up to him. All right, we're out of here. Thank you very much for being a part of our 66 episode. If you want to reach out to us digitally, two ways to do it at... On the Twitter. At Random Fandom WBB. That stands for with Brandon and Brandon. For now. And you can email us, randomfandomcast at gmail.com. Wherever you're listening to us, whatever platform you're using, please would you take a minute and let people know what you think of us. It helps us grow. Uh, both. both <laughs> both <laughs> As boys, both of us <laughs> grow. But like in the growing and in our hearts and with our listenership. So please, rate us, review us, and tell the truth. Yeah. So... Give us threes. Yeah, three, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I take three out of five stars. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. Oh, for what? For what you asked? For being a fan of our fandom. And stay geeky. Goodbye.